Welcome to the Digital Tourism Show. In this video, I have the pleasure of chatting with Rosie Street, the Marketing Manager of the Glasgow Science Centre, where we'll be discussing how she has created many award-winning campaigns, including sending Tonic's tea cakes into space and setting men on fire. But before we listen to Rosie speak, I do have to apologise to Rosie and to you, the viewers and the listeners. We recorded this footage back in March during a travel massive event, but unfortunately the video footage got corrupt and we are unable to show the discussion. But luckily we do have the audio, so we can at least listen to how Rosie and her team have created those award-winning marketing campaigns. It really is a discussion you do not want to miss. Thank you for joining us. No worries. So I have to ask, <laughs> Terry the tea cake, where the <laughs> hell did that come from? <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of the craziest days at work I've ever had, definitely. Um, to give a bit of context, when I first joined GSC, um, the sort of first big projects on the table were to rebrand and um, to redevelop our website. So. Yeah. We worked internally completely on the rebrand, which was really exciting. Myself and um, a couple of graphic designers and um, working with everybody around the business to, to look at where GSC was and where we needed to be next. So I think that the public perception of Glasgow Science Centre is that we're a visitor attraction, we're a day out for the family. Um, but in the sort of 10 years that the last kind of brand iteration was live, We've moved on quite a lot from there, so we do lots of corporate events. Um, we work a lot with the government and with policy, and um, we have a really big education programme, both in-reach and outreach. So whilst we are a day out for the family and a visitor attraction, that's quite a small part of what we do. Um, so the brand redevelopment was amazing. We did that work over a period of about six months, and that came with a lot of the things that Jack was talking about in terms of consulting with people from around the business um, getting lots of ideas from people on what made the place special, what made it unique and why people wanted to visit and why people wanted to work there. Um, and so I suppose what was really exciting for me is on the, the shiny side of that, we then got the opportunity to, to do some campaign work. So in terms of the process for that, public sector organisations, so we had to... to put that out to a few uh, people. The biggest thing for me, particularly coming from an agency background, was having a really well-defined brief. So, you know, really clear on, on what we wanted to achieve. And essentially that was getting the brand out there as far and wide as we possibly could. Um, I think that, you know, good creative ideas are simple and they need to have a sort of element of truth or, or an element to them that you can own as a brand that other people can't can't take away from you or can't take. So they have to be unique and very simple. Um, with Glasgow Science, the campaign uh, that Terry was a part of, um, it was all about us doing fun things with very normal pieces of everyday life that were funny, that were had quite a lot of, um, you know, they were very Glaswegian, they were very ownable by Glasgow Science Centre. One of the things that has stuck with me uh, from starting at GSC was that our director of science once said to me in one of these brand meetings, that like everybody's really excited when we turn up at conferences because they know that we'll do something fun. 
Um, and that was at the total business end of what we do. But it really stuck with me because, you know, I think that we have a, a part to play in Glasgow as a, an institution which is dealing with very complex ideas, very difficult things for, well, for us to explain. And so how could we make those fun? How could we make those simple for people? So um, Studio Something, the, the people that we worked with on this are brilliant guys and there were some ridiculous ideas thrown around the table. But um, Glasgow Science just immediately for me was, right, that's ours. That's something that we can do that we can own. Science with a Scottish accent was what we were talking about. Um, and so what better to work with than a Scottish icon, um, a Twinx tea cake. <laughs> um, in terms of <laughs> how we ended up sending it to space, what was crazy was that I think RBS sent a banknote to space in the exact same method that we did the week before and nothing happened with it. It was, it was covered, but that was it. But I think that what was so lovely about that creative idea was because it just fitted really well with us. We did it on a really small budget um, and it was kind of socially focused. We didn't have, mm -hmm. have lots of other big media channels or anything like that. Um, it was humorous, but the thing for us as GSC with everything that we do is that it has to have scientific integrity. So... The science behind it was there. Um, we explained what was happening as it went on. And yeah, we decided to use Facebook Live for the launch of the tea cake. We took him to Houston in Renfrewshire to launch him. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it was really ridiculous. We had one of our um, science communicators, Sam, who has become lovingly, lovingly known as Science Sam um, across the suite of videos. And I think it just resonated with, with Scotland. I mean, as a, as a brand manager or the marketing manager for GSC, um, anything going viral for the right reasons is amazing because... It did go viral. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just insane. I mean, the numbers, the numbers were just bonkers. There was like 15 million people saw that happen. And, you know, it was that total thing of people saying to us afterwards and getting comments being like, oh, I remember what I was doing when I saw, when I saw the tea cake going to space. And um, it also sparked a very large flat earth debate, um, which was <laughs> great because we're definite liars and the earth is flat. That was a fish islands and no, he didn't go up high enough. So that was also quite funny because Brian Cox got involved with that, which is for us as GSE, very helpful and uh, a bit dreamy. Um, so yeah, he was having an argument with some people and telling them that our tea cake had proved them wrong, which was very great. Um, I think the biggest thing for me with that campaign though, that was lovely, um, we were focusing heavily on engagement with that. So we wanted people to ask questions. We wanted them to interact with the different things that were happening. We didn't just do the tea cake. We um, experimented with different ways of frying a potato scone and we also threw a bottle of iron brew off uh, our tower which is working everybody um in some uh, putty which essentially said that it shouldn't smash and it did smash um but we had people voting on it and it was people engaging with science that maybe wouldn't have ordinarily done that and that was the big thing for us it was making 
making what we do relevant, making people laugh and, and making it light-hearted. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, lots of fun. <laughs> Sounds it. So was uh, setting a man on fire also fun? <laughs> yeah, it's funny the things that you come across in GSC. Um, I suppose for us as a marketing team, um, we're a charity, we don't have big budgets at all, and so we have to look quite creatively at what we can use to market things. So um, we started a new programme of events in 2017, which were our Science Lates, so adult-only events on Friday nights, essentially opening up GSC for people without kids to come and trying to diversify and, and reach a, a different audience, which is a big theme for us over the, the coming years. And so again, through that process of getting lots of different people in a room, it was like, right, well, what can we do in here? What do we already do that we think is very normal and other people don't? So we set people on fire quite a lot, which is pretty cool to look at, um, especially if you've got a slow-mo camera. So um, we were really lucky at that period of time that we were starting those events um, and Glasgow Live was also quite young and in mm -hmm. its infancy. So basically we pounded down their door all the time saying, we've got these great things, to, you could just come and film them, please. Um, and so that was one of them. That was how we launched our Science Lates programme was um, really beautiful uh, videos of people getting their hands on fire. Which is really cool, you should try it if you come to GSC. It's, it's, <laughs> you don't get hurt. It's quite scary, but it's fine once it happens. <laughs> so it's obviously your team and yourself love creating you know, crazy out there ideas. Is there any sort of ideas that you've thought about that just haven't happened for any reason? Or is there anything you wish had happened? Oh, so many, so many. That's, I work with a team who are really diverse and who have come from quite different backgrounds. So um, we, it's really lovely because there's often a really big melting pot of ideas. One thing that, that I would still love to do, um, I suppose it's quite traditional media really, but the big thing for us that we need to focus on a lot with GSC that's quite hard to, to see is the impact that we have. So, you know, we want to make a difference for kids in Scotland learning science. And similarly for adults and for other people, but, you know, if we think about um, children having better scientific literacy and understanding the world around them that is the key to what we want to do so for me um impact is often really hard to show we know anecdotally that some people who visited gsc as a 10 year old have then gone to uni and studied physics and they have cited a big reason for that as being practical social fun times in the science center finding out that it was for them not necessarily just being sat in a classroom so for me, the, the big thing that I would love to do, um, Lego has done it really well, is sort of portraying children photographically as what they want to be when they're older. So there's a really beautiful um, campaign that Lego did where there's a little kid stood in a, a human-sized um, spacesuit. Um, and it's just stunning and it's really visual mm -hmm. and the thought of, of, of seeing that sort of transition of what it can make you want to be is really exciting so I would love to do a campaign around that kind of kids ideas of themselves in the future after a visit mm -hmm. to GSC that would be Excellent. something that awesome. I'd like to do.
That sounds great. I know my kids would love that. Yeah, mm. Definitely. So can you give us a, a, a brief overview of the sort of processes you have for creating sort of campaigns? What, what do you and your team sort of go through to come up with these ideas? Um, similar to what Jack said, we're trying a lot at the moment to work with sort of co-creation and and design-led thinking in terms of, I suppose we're maybe more at an infant level of that in terms of we have recognised, I think, after lots of trial and error at GSC that ideas really do come from anywhere and, and we are really lucky at GSC to have a huge base of people who care so much about that place. Um, we're also really lucky to have, we've got a membership and passport holders who also really care about GSC and have been visiting us for a, a number of, of years. So for us it's about that lots of crazy ideas into a pot, find the thing that, you know, is truest to us and mm -hmm. then flesh that out. And that has to be done across all departments in GSC because, you know, we can't necessarily be doing things that don't align with what we're doing at a policy or a public affairs level. So um, for me, it's the, the big thinking that I suppose the step back from that is a good creative brief. I still yeah. think that really trying to get down on a few pieces of paper or a really inspiring presentation for your team um, what you're trying to do, taking that out to the wider business and then bringing that in and really trying to hone that down into to how you might take it forward. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so what sort of ideas are you working on now that you're able to share with us? Is there anything you're excited about at the moment? Yeah, we're at, it's a really exciting time for GSC. So um, we were lucky to be awarded... Um, say lucky we worked really hard <laughs> to be awarded some funding last year um, by the Wellcome Trust which the project is all around us was diversifying our audiences but becoming more of a community asset as GSC so you know how can we talk to people who like me you know I'm not a scientist by trade at all um, and science was quite a scary subject for me at school so the thought of going to GSC as a, as a thing to do wouldn't necessarily cross my mind, but actually, how can we find a way to, to, to yeah, make that relevant to somebody like me? So we're looking at quite a lot of arts and culture collaborations and events that we might be able to put on. Um, but what's, what's great about this project is that that all starts with research. So for me, what's really exciting over the next sort of three to six months is that we've got an opportunity to really go out and, and ask on a bigger scale than we've ever been able to before. Um, why don't you visit GSC? What do you do with your weekends? You know, what could we do that might make you want to come and visit us? Um, so having that baseline and having proper insight into what makes people not want to come or, or how we could just, how I can do things differently with messaging and mm -hmm. different things we have lots of people to serve so on one side we're a fun day out but on the other side we're raising science capital in Scotland and they're quite different things to try and navigate in terms of talking about what we do so yeah a, a big bit of research for me next and then hopefully we can start to we're going to look at the campaign work internally so um, we've got the startings of a brief going there in terms of right let's let's use the opportunity that we wouldn't ordinarily have to talk to people on a much larger scale in and around Glasgow mm. about you know why they might want to come and visit us for that yeah. first time. And also, I think that's what's been interesting for me, sort of going from agency to client side, 
we're not just looking at the marketing of things, we're looking at our ticketing offer and our product. So, you know, how can we alter that and make that easier for people to, to come and have a, have a go, essentially? Excellent. So I really want to get the audience involved. So before I move over to them, is there anything you can provide uh, the guys here and the guys that are watching in terms of some people may be struggling creatively to come up with ideas and marketing ideas. Could you give them some tips on how they can maybe come up with uh, certain ideas or, or at least get the processes going, their juices going for that? I think um, getting up and getting out of your normal working environment is really helpful. Um, if I give a big briefing to people, I take them away from work. Um, I think that you're so used to working in a specific way, in a specific place with specific people that um, taking yourself out of that is really useful. Um, I also think that, uh, like Jack said, that a blank page is, is really hard work sometimes. Um, so literally getting that brain dump out of your head and onto a page and not even thinking about what you're writing, just getting stuff down is a really useful place to start. And then I think for me, um, something that's always worked is, is going to speak to somebody who, again, isn't in my, you know, closer circle, whether that's at work or outside of work. Um, I think that you'll find that even though it's an old, old school way to approach it, explaining a problem to your granny or to somebody who has no idea what you do at work is often a really good place to start because you realise how much you take for granted and how much you sort of put on your own opinion into something. So, yeah, stepping outside of, of the norm, whether that's physical space or the people that you talk mm -hmm. to, I think is a really good place to start. That's a great, great answer. Does anybody have any questions for Rosie that lead to that? Yeah, so the, the, like the viral campaign, I guess you can't predict that that's going to happen. I was wondering, what are the more predictable things that you do that drive people to come into the science cycle? So we, um, we focus, well, the, the last couple of years for me have been focused quite heavily on event-based marketing. So um, we, we have spikes and to be fair, social and Google AdWords are our primary channels in terms of the budget that we have available to us. So um, for example, it's coming up to Easter, so we'll definitely do lots of Google AdWords stuff around the Easter holidays um, and seeing direct visits to the site and then right through to, to transaction um, is really useful. GDPR was great for us because I culled our databases completely, which is really great. Um, and yeah, we went down in numbers massively, but we have a really receptive email marketing database now um, and our open rates have, have fab on that and click throughs so email is something that we do regularly as well um, in terms of event advertising as i say we we we're a bit cheeky really because we have to use all the contacts we have so um we've been lucky with some of our planetarium events that they've been really popular um, we did uh, pink floyd in the planetarium has been massive um, but as part of that the sort of tangibles with that, again, lots of Facebook advertising, Instagram stuff that works as well, but also trying to, to get partners to talk about the stuff that we've got going on as well. Um, so primarily digital, um, haven't done much offline stuff. Um, starting to do a bit more of that to support it, because I don't think that it is enough just to do digital stuff. Um, 
tend not to. Um, we've got one printed leaflet that we send out um, throughout the year, which is primarily focused on sort of tourist locations in the city. Um, we don't tend to, I would love to, but we don't tend to have the schedule of special events so far in advance that I can put that out in a printed format. So digital is primarily where we, where, where we spend our money. Any other questions? See, it was a really hard thing to measure footsteps through the door. Uh, me and my finance director had lots of conversations about, um, you know, what good did it do us? Well, I think that there are some campaigns which are there to, to look at the brand and to get people thinking about the brand. And there are some which are to directly get people through the door. Um, a huge thing for us was sentiment across social generally, um, engagement across social. And the um, we had a lot of new followers who then stayed with us as well. I think the other thing for us that was really important um, that I was really delighted to see and that all credit goes to our um, press officer at the time, um, we were really nervous that every news story would be Tonic's Tea Cake Goes to Space. Um, and actually she did a fantastic job of making sure that was Scottish scientists send tea cake to space to try and help people learn about science. Um, so like the, the, the messaging hierarchy and the way that that came across was really positive and we were nervous about that. But yeah, um, engagement across social. And what was lovely as well was in the day, the day that we did the launch in GSC, we had it playing on the big screen outside, we had people outside watching. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just incredible to see it's that Scottish, like everybody getting involved. Yeah. It was some of the chat was horrendous, but it was really funny. Did Tonox actually help with that in any way? No. They wanted to buy some of the things from me afterwards. Oh, okay. But I might have said no to that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Any other questions for Rudy? At any point when it went viral, obviously that's an amazing thing, but at any point did you think? Oh yeah, it's bonkers, like the, how quickly, well, so what's a bit crazy is I actually wasn't in the country, I was in China, and it was on the news in China, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um, but I think, without being a stuck record, what was amazing on all of these news channels, seeing it happen across the world, because it ended up on the news in every continent, which was insane, the that message never changed, which was amazing, other than a bit about the flat earth thing, but you, we get that all the time, <laughs> so we knew that that would come, but yeah, a really standard positive message about us just doing something fun and different was, was amazing to see, but yeah, it's totally terrifying, and you don't really believe it as it's happening, because you know, that's a dream for you to see campaigns as long as it's going well. But even with, you know, some of the, the best campaigns that I've worked on in the past, the, the speed that that gained momentum was, was crazy to watch. I would like to see lots more. <laughs> Incredible. We saw it in China when you were there. That's amazing. Yeah. Great. 
Jessica? Um, were you doing anything logistically as well when you, like obviously you may have not been in the office at the time, but making sure that people were responding to the messages and keeping yeah. it going? Like, yeah. Like how were you resourcing like that many comments coming in on all the different channels that you had? Were you? That was just two guys working really hard. <laughs> um, we talked a lot about it. It was really lovely and I think it was part of the create process. The tea cake didn't start having a name. He didn't start having a personality. Uh, he now has a family, as like <laughs> in other stuff that we talk about. Um, and so this sense of it, we created a voice for it and, you know, thought about how Terry would respond to, to critics and to supporters. Um, and again, tried to take that step away from... Um, it, we wanted it to be light-hearted, but also we made sure that we had a team in GSC ready in terms of scientific integrity and accuracy in terms of the things that people were asking as well. Um, because we didn't, it, it couldn't just all be light-hearted. That wasn't what we were, we were trying to do. So, um, yeah, feel, fielding those questions amongst a lot of us, um, some of them in, in a nice, light-hearted, conversational way, but always making sure we had people there in terms of um, the scientific accuracy as well. In terms of social media advertising stuff like that, do you, do you actually target, I mean, that's think a weird question, but do you target children or do you target parents? Or target the parents. Um, so, majoritively for us, um, the kind of decision, well, there's so much pest power from kids, but... Um, Mums is who we, we look at for that day visitor. Um, we find that it's, it's tough territory to play in. Um, and and a, with a few projects within GSC, we have there's a project specifically about um, energy and that's all to do with sort of secondary school resources. And that's been a really interesting one to look at because that resource is aimed at 11 to 16 year olds. So the lower end of that, we just really hard to access um, but a 16 year old wants something so different than an 11 year old does in the classroom um, so yeah it, it's a really hard um, place to play but, and we have looked at things like snapchat and things like that but it's just too much for us it's just too expensive so we find that um, through Facebook and Instagram we do okay with the family audience Okay, any more questions? One more shot. <laughs> so, going back to the manual, if you reflect on the characteristics of that, and I don't know if you've tried to sort of recreate it, do you, do you think that you could, there's anything formulaic about that that is repeatable? I wish that I knew. I wouldn't tell you if I did. <laughs> no, I think, um, I don't know, I think it's getting that. It's kind of something that you were saying in your talk there. It's about that. Um, we had to be very conscious of where can we enter into it, the dialogue with something like that. Like, do we have the sort of authority and the integrity as a brand to do something that was pretty silly, but be doing it for the greater good and to educate without it being sort of overwhelming. And so I think that with that, there was a sort of perfect balance of 
like I don't I don't think that Dynamic Earth in Edinburgh could have necessarily done that. It was it, what coming from the English woman here, it was very weedy, it was very Glaswegian, it was very self-deprecating, it was um, you know, it was pretty understated and, and done in quite a like homemade way. And I think that that spurred that on. So I think that finding that finding that tone of voice and that way of doing something that as a brand like only we could have done. There are other brands that could do it, absolutely, but maybe not in our space. So yeah, I think that's what we managed to hit with it. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I find that fascinating. I think I need to man up and come in and get my hands and set and fire and things <laughs> like that, so I'm going to come in and do that. So can everyone give a massive thank you to Rosie, please? <laughs>